Welcome into the Turner Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Andrew Putters, and Happy New Year, first of all. We've got 2020 in the rearview mirror, and it's time to talk about 2021. The turn is very excited to bring on his first guest. That is Chad from the Preferred Lions podcast and the Fantasy Golf Pod to join Joe Nicely and myself to break down several golfers for the 2021 season. As always, our podcast is brought to you by rotoballer.com, the number one spot to go, especially for golf, but all your daily fantasy needs. That, again, is rotoballer.com. If you like what you hear hit the subscribe share with your friends give us a great review stay tuned we got a lot for you of all the games i used to play in my younger wilder days the game of clubs and tees never crossed my mind but after some discussion with my closest dearest friends I decided that I'd give it one good try. Welcome in, Joe, Chad, the Turn Fancy Golf Pod uh, preview of the 2021 season. Here we go. Uh, so, Chad, how you doing? Looks Andrew. Like Look like it's cold up there. Can you see my breath? I'm out in the garage. If you're not familiar with the Fantasy Golf Pod, we are uh, real people. We don't have real studios. We're just in our garages and having fun, talking, cracking beers. I cracked mine a little bit ago because I was thirsty, so I don't have that sound, but hey, we're here. 2021. We're down here. Joe and I are down here in the hot south. I'm drinking some uh, Mountain Valley uh, spring water. Okay. Uh, Joe, what Colorado you spring water. Colorado spring water. There you go. There you go. Beautiful. I'm kind Delicious. of a wuss. I, I've got to go to work tonight, so that's part of the main reason. So uh, well. uh, it is what it is, right? Got to pay them bills. We don't really make a living shooting these podcasts, but anyway, let's get right into it. 2021. We've taken a month off almost. I'm ready to get into it. Uh, we're going to hit you all up with first with a, a top ten golfers we'd like to see. And probably talk more about the people that aren't in the top ten. So, uh, I mean, who wants to go first? Uh, the who's in your all's ten spot? Who do you think? You want to go first, Joe? You're the regional expert. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I blatantly cheated right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> at number ten, I've I've just got the young guns. Uh, I kind of grouped all those guys together because there's there's so many good young players. Um, and maybe it's not fair to them, but I, I always toss uh, Morikawa, Wolf, and Hovland kind of together in the same bucket. Um, obviously, they're each great in their own right, but um, those guys are kind of going to be linked for a long time, it feels like, because they did come in together. Um, so I, I would throw those three in there for sure. Uh, we saw Morikawa win a major. Uh, Wolf contend for majors. Hovland win two times. And then you got guys like Sungjae, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Cameron Champ, um, Joaquin Neiman would definitely throw those guys in there. So, yeah, number 10, I'm kind of using the old cheat code. Uh, it's my only one for the night, but uh, I'm I'm going with the young guns at number 10. Mm. That is cheating. That was not in the rules whenever we sent it out. Uh, I mean, I put Matt Wolf in there at 10 just because I feel like uh, even that we're continuing with this COVID-19 pandemic, we're going to see the guys that play the best will be the guys that don't have families. Uh, that's that's kind of like what we saw uh, last year for the most part. Uh, they played more tournaments. Um, they were able 
able to get out and hit more balls. Uh, uh, right before we came on this podcast, I had two or three kids trying to get on the video. So I know how hard it is to keep the family at bay. That's just my take on it. So that's why I got Matty Wolf at 10. Where you I at on that, Dad? On that time? Okay, so to give context to this, I didn't choose any of the young guns inside of my top 10. Um, so they're just all three right outside of it. So that's interesting that you chose all three at your 10th spot. Mr. Nicely. But for me, Patrick Cantley made it 10th on my list. Truly, this is really hard and picking hairs, but the silent killer, he made the list for me. Um, you know, he's shown actually the reason why I didn't take the young guns is because Cantley's shown it over the last couple of years. He's been top 10 in the world over two years in a row. Uh, other reasons why I didn't choose a guy like Webb Simpson. He made it, he didn't make my top 10 is because of the driving distance for him. Whereas Cantley, he has more of it. Um, you saw Cantley start slow and kind of weak out of the COVID break. I don't think we're going to get that same golfer into 2021. I believe that he'll come out firing. He's going to play a lot more, I think, because it's a Ryder Cup year. We got to talk about that. The motivation for a Ryder Cup. A lot of these guys, you know, go into a season like 2021 Ryder Cup motivated, and I know Cantley wants to be up there, so I got Cantley tenth. I like it. I, I, he didn't make my top ten, um, mainly just because of the. Uh, I feel like he just he, like you said he was slow last year. We don't really know why. I mean, we thought there's several tournaments that matched up for him, and he just did a failure to show up. He had that surgery. I don't know if it was on his throat or neck or whatever, and then he kind of got derailed from that. And then he got shot out. Like he was like hesitant because he did admit he wasn't sure of the protocols. He was going to let some people be guinea pigs and get his, let them try it out first. So then he, then he kind of was behind the eight ball the whole season. And then I think he had a press and then he did. He finally put it all together. He won. You forget. I don't remember exactly whatever the tournament was. He won. Uh, But that was right before the masters. And then he kind of let us all down a little bit at the masters. So, Hey, this is top 10 player in the world. Someone that is motivated, someone that has a little bit more grit than these young guys. Maybe he has his stuff together more than them. So that's why he made my list over those guys. I like it. Yeah. Can't lay, can't lay a really interesting player. Um, I feel like you could make the argument. Um, I think Andrew said you, you don't have him in your top 10, right? Andrew? No, not at all. Yeah, Chad's got him at 10, and, and I got him at 9. Um, and I think you could really make the argument talent-wise. Um, his game translating to all the major championship venues, I think you could make the argument um, that he's higher on the list. But he, he's such an interesting player because uh, you can also slot him in that 9-10 just outside the top 10 range um, because he did disappoint last year. We we did expect big things from him in 2020. Um, we. Like Chad was saying, he, he had some some nasal issues, I think a sinus type of surgery. Um, and then it, it feels like the COVID thing really threw him for a loop. I think he's a highly regimented guy. Um, had some really serious back issues um, years ago. And I think he kind of structures his schedule around that. Um, highly re- regimented schedule from week to week while he's at the tournament. So, um, you know, maybe if he can get back to normal, uh, we'll see see the guy we saw at the end of the year. But, yeah, I got Cantlay at nine. Yeah, to, to go right say with the young guys, um, right off, uh, number nine, I've got uh, Sun J.M. Uh, and that is strictly just because, like I said, with my, my theory on the 10th pick is that 
he is going to uh, play in almost every tournament. Uh, and, you know, we don't, I mean, as far as we know, he don't have any family. Um, hmm. But, uh, I mean, he was, bef- I mean, pre-COVID, man, he was popping out top three finishes, top five finishes, top ten finishes. So, that's why I got Sanjay at number nine. I, I think he uh, slowed down there after uh, pandemic and everything. But um, where you, who you have at number nine, Chad? Well, I'm glad you said that about Sungjae. I couldn't fit him into my top 10. He didn't even make my top – well, I guess he's 15th for me, crazy enough. Uh, my ninth overall in my list of top 10 is Tony Fina, actually. I decided to put top five Tony into my top 10 ahead of Cantley, ahead of the trio of Morikawa, Wolf, and Hovland, simply because this is one of these guys that's poised to get a W. We know statistically he's supposed to have won – based on how he has performed. He's the most due for a win every week. He's set up well, typically for the course, regardless of the course. Something about his putter, if he can find it. Now, we've been saying this about Tony for years, and this might be one of the last times we can say it because he's getting too old. This is like the Ricky Fowler thing. They're not young anymore, Um, so there's no more excuses. But we've heard about Tony's ability to Bryson the driver, and we haven't seen it ultimately in competition. So I'm thinking if, hey, he unleashes his Bryson, gets his backswing going a little bit further back, gets the hips going, swings that thing, and just smashes a couple 340s on the carry, then, hey, if he gets the putter going – we're got, we got a couple wins maybe this year. He finally gets off that hump and maybe, maybe contends in a major like he always does. So I got Tony at ninth. I like it. I got him at eighth. The uh, main reason is, is uh, every, there's so many hard golf courses and so many bomber friendly golf courses that his game just fits well on. Uh, I mean, a lot of golf courses he's going to play are par 68s to him. Uh, and that's just him doing his normal thing. So, um, which should include almost all of the major championship tracks that we play. That's why I got him at number eight. Um, you got Tony in your top 10. I know Joe's got Tony in his top 10. No person would rather than. You know, I'm, I'm going to shock you. I do, I do not have Tony in there. What? Um, and I'm, I'm like the biggest Tony truther there is. Um, but the guy just doesn't win, man. Uh, and, yes. and it's not to, it's not a reflection on his, uh, you know, all three of us are always focused on, uh, DFS, so it's not not a reflection on how great of a DFS play he is uh, week in and week out. But I don't have him in the top ten. Uh, he, he's just going to have to show me that he can win. Um, I think he's a great player, very consistent. But uh, the guys that are in my top ten are guys that I feel like ha- bring a lot of a lot of tournament winning upside to the table. So Tony's on in there. I, I guess that's a big shocker. Yeah, with zero wins, he will be on the Ryder Cup team, guaranteed. Because he will be, he's a point getter. He's a birdie maker. Yeah, and, and deserves to be there. Uh, you know, rightly so. Uh, he's a tremendous player, but uh, it's just so frustrating when when you pull for him for so long, kind of like I have, and, and you just never see the wins come through. Fair enough. So then who did you take at eight or at nine? Or whoever, where are you at? You're at eight now. We're on eight. We're on eight. We're on eight. I've got, I got Webb at eight. Um, I got Webb at eight. Um, he could probably be higher, probably be just outside the top ten. But he's he's so consistent, um, and unlike Tony, he has he has been winning tournaments recently. Won two times this past year in 2020, uh, once before the break and once after the break. Um, I don't love his upside in majors um, because of his lack of length, but 
just for consistency and, and a guy that you feel like can, can knock out a couple of kind of regular tour stop wins a year, uh, I'm throwing Webb in there at eight. That's funny you have Webb at number eight because this is almost like this is scripted because I got him at number seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. Going against what I said in the first three picks, guys, um, this is kind of where I get into my vet stage of picking players. Um, Webb, man, guy, he had a great year, and I just don't see it uh, taking a step back. That's all I can say about him. He's got the golf courses that he plays very well. You're in, you're out, he plays very well there. I know Chad said he, he, you said he didn't make your top 10, right? So I just, man, he's just solid player. And I mean, seems like every time I picked him, he was right there. Maybe not winning, but top 10 anyway. So solid golfer. So I'm a, I've got Webb Simpson number seven. Okay. Well, um, no, he didn't make it. It's just, I think he, he's peaked, you know, a little bit maybe with his play uh just running a little too hot for me over the last 18 months or so so he's got to cool off at some point Webb does but for me I took uh number eight Patrick Reed he's my guy he's hella underrated uh you probably didn't have him on your list because nobody likes him that's if his name was like Bobby Anderson or Jason Dust you know Dustin or Justin or one of the names then you wouldn't care about him so much maybe you'd think what I think about him and his play is what I like about him his game is flawless he loves the big moment Ryder cup year mr america captain america at each uh tournament the guy's gonna show up he's gonna play hard he always you know if one part of his game is failing him that week another part picks him up so he has he has a little bit of that xander well-rounded game where he's not great at anything but he's not bad at anything so patrick reed made my list he's number eight where you at, Joe? Where you at on your list? Yeah, uh, Reed's tough to argue with. I, I didn't throw him on there. Um, not really because I dislike him. Um, not a huge fan of his, but I, I am a big fan of his game, Chad. I, I agree with you. Um, just super solid, uh, grinder. Uh, maybe the best short game on tour. Um, I just I can I can never peg the guy. Um, you, you, I feel like you don't know what you're getting from week to week with Reed, um, which is why I kept him out. Um, next guy on my list is, uh, Brooks Kepka, and he could maybe be higher on the list. Um, but man, we're really kind of, uh, kind of focused on four, four tournaments a year with him. Um, you, you almost feel like, you know, outside of maybe some WGCs or some tournaments leading up to the majors, um, you, you pretty much feel like you can throw the rest of the schedule out with Brooks. Um, but, but that being said, you, you feel like he's going to contend if he's healthy, he's going to contend and, and maybe all four of the majors. Um, I mean, he, he hadn't been healthy all year and he was right in the mix at the PGA through three rounds, uh, posted a T seven at the masters and it was a bad year. Um, so, you know, you got to feel like he's going to, going to come out fired up, going to come out hungry, hopefully healthy. Um, so, so that's why I got Brooks up there. I did not have Patrick Reed in my top 10. It had nothing to do with his game. Uh, I try to figure out a way to get him in all the time because he's a birdie machine. I think his birdie average might be in top five, top three on tour. Uh, nor did I have Brooks Kepka. And, you know, fair to say that, you know, he even had top tens and top fives and a near win. Uh, but And it was a bad year. But uh, 
feel like he's taking on the Playboy uh, role pretty well on the social media. That's just <laughs> what I see, uh, you know, and, and, and he likes uh, maybe like that character. I don't know. Uh, same thing with Fowler. Fowler is, uh, has figured out the honor Palmer's uh, method of uh, making money outside of, uh, outside mm-hmm. the golf course. And I mean, the one thing they did, he does not, Fowler's not my top 10 either, not even when we were close, but he did have a few wor- uh, words there with the media at the last event, talk about how frustrated he is with his game, and uh, maybe that puts a little fire in his belly. I don't know if y'all saw this, uh, but during the, the whatever, nine weeks of COVID, uh, where everybody, the whole country was shut down, he said it was the first time since he was nine years old, he spent more than three days at home at a time. And that was when it was, you know, his newly married wife. So that, that means something, you know, he's been on the road since he was 10 years old, basically, uh, golf or BMX or whatever. So saying all that to say this, my number six, John Rahm. I'm in the talent stage of my list now. John Rahm, number six, um, talent only. Uh, we saw some streaks last year where he was dominant. Uh, he's, he's, he can be tough to like at times, though. Um, he was a new guy at one time, so I know Joe nicely loves him. Where you at on John Rom? I've got I've got Rom higher. I've got Rom four, um, and I I think you could make the argument he's three. Um, I got him three. Do you? Yeah, I, I think he's right there in that three four range. Um, the guy's just super talented, man. We forget forget how young he is. He's only twenty six years old. Um, one every year he's been on tour full time. Uh, won two big time tournaments last year. Um, plays the Masters really well, and kind of uh, specifically looking at 2021, man, um, he's been a beast at Torrey Pines. He's won there, got a couple additional top fives there, and that's where the U.S. Open is this year. Um, so he's going to get two shots at Torrey Pines, both in the Farmers and the U.S. Open. Um, plays well at the Masters. Like I said, you feel like he can compete in the Open Championship, which you can't say for a lot of guys. Um, so, yeah, man, Rom's up there at four for me. Well, Andrew, I don't know if uh, you skipped somebody, but I had—I I don't know if we're on to six yet because I still have seven to tell you about, and it's a—it's a hot take. Let's go. So the seventh guy for me on my list is Dustin Johnson. Oh my god! Ooh. Number one player in the world is the sixth best player on tour. I like it. You guys, listen to this. Okay, hear me out. This is kind of a little crazy take because he could easily fit in the top three and you probably all have him there and, you know, he's consistent. But I think maybe 2020 was DJ's peak at being Mr. Consistent, winning on tour every year, blah, 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 runner up at every major and finally gets the Masters, yada, yada. Comes into 2021 with maybe the attitude, I did it. We've done it. I'm good. And I'm going to ride out. Cause like, what the hell, what else do you have to do? You can't ever be tiger. You're just DJ. So it does. And does he really care? So maybe that was it. Maybe he's going to mail it in. So, Hey, we've seen this with other golfers. It's kind of like that Rory did it. He was great. And then he's bad. You know, like he's, some people come in and they go away and will he have a little let down year? I don't know. Maybe. So I'm picking him seventh because I, the guy is six, five four three two one are pretty awesome so dj although the best today could he rest on his laurels could he go home to his girl and chill maybe so seventh dj 
I, I think it's fair to say that Joe and I always talk about post-win DJ you want to stay away from for about a month. So is that this post-year DJ, however? Yeah, this could be the ultra. However, <laughs> DJ JV DJ is still a top five player on tour. That's Well, we'll see because I got names that are ahead of him. It includes <laughs> number six for me, too, is Xander. So I took Xander six. I don't know if he made your list. Uh Joe nicely and I, we did this draft last night and it came to me at the seventh pick and Xander was there and I've regretted it since I picked Patrick Reed, but I could have probably gotten Patrick Reed on the wraparound or even later, but like, I just, I don't know why I didn't take Xander. Xander's the man. He's awesome. He's got a flawless game. Uh, We've seen him get there almost. So maybe he's coming in this year, a little more motivated that he needs to get to over it. Um, same kind of way as Patrick Reed, where he scrambles and he saves himself. And every once in a while, he'll have these amazing two shots in a row and have an eagle opportunity from two feet away. And if he doesn't mess the putt up, then he, I don't know, is a solid play. And I think he's poised to even get better going in. I think he's going to cruise into 2021 angry with his top twos all day and get a win. So I'm going to bet him early and often in 2021. And I got him sixth overall on my list. Yeah, I, I got Xander at six as well, um, and, and a lot of things that Chad said. He's just so consistent, and and I can't remember a major uh, that I've not rostered Xander on DraftKings. Um, he, he's just that, been that good in the majors, um, and that kind of falls over to difficult courses. Um, but the flip side of that coin is on a week-to-week basis, we see a lot of these tracks out there now that are just pure birdie fests. And I don't know that Xander really loves those uh, courses, those type of events. Um, Obviously, there's some that he's going to play. He doesn't play a ton. um, But I don't know that he loves those birdie fests. So it's it's almost like you're you're focusing on the majors with Xander, uh, maybe some WGCs. Uh, and, and tougher golf courses, but yeah, I, I agree, Chad. He, he's an excellent player and just so consistent. Um, and, and I got him at six as well. Well, I got Xander at four, and um, I think Xander, I mean, he it's like he makes hard golf courses birdie fest at times. I mean, the guy can go low on any golf course, he seems to always be there at the end of the tour championship. Uh, I mean. It, he plays good on hard golf courses. He plays good on easy golf courses. He just there's not really like you said there's not a there's not a dent in his game that I could find. Uh, probably uh, probably the most the best all around player. I would put Sung J M probably at number two on that as far as every aspect of his game being rated pretty high. So I love Xander. Um, I got him number four though, a little higher than you all. So. Who do y'all got in then the number five? I got Rory at five. Um, he's probably a top two talent. Um, but man, if anybody if anybody was was hurt by the COVID layoff thing, it was Rory. I mean, it's a guy that hadn't finished outside the top five in like six months leading up to the players um, when, when the PGA Tour halted play there. And he was just never the same, man. Um, be it the layoff, be it no fans out there, um, whatever it may be. Uh, his wife had their first kid, um, so obviously that was a huge dis- distraction. But Rory was just never the same coming back. Um, but that said, I-, I feel like he does have the talent to go on 
like a DJ run that we saw this year. Um, Rory's one of the few guys that I feel like has that ability to to just go on a massive, massive win heater. Um, can knock out a couple majors, knock out a couple big tournaments. Um, we've seen him do it in the past. Um, so that's why he's ranked that high for me. I mean, you could maybe argue, bump him up to four maybe. Um, I've got him. Yeah. I've got Rory at four. Give me Rory. Give me good Rory. We've seen good Rory. Oh, my goodness. He's one of the best golfers on earth. And we've seen bad Rory. kind of was bad this past year and for many reasons. We don't know. He's got some excuses on that, fair or not. He hasn't been that bad as bad Rory. He's still bad, bad Rory's not not terribly bad. I think I think bad Rory is just so frustrating to us because we know how good Rory can be. And you have to pay uh, 10 3 to get that bad Rory. And you're like, Exactly. Oh. But yeah. uh, for me, number five on the list, my top five included Brooks Kepka. Brooks last year ended this time number one in the world, and injuries are a bitch. Plus, we know uh, health is very important in golfing and timing. So health, be healthy at the right time. And I think Brooks is leading into 2021. This might have been great for Brooks to get a little chance to rehab, to go into 2021 without the mentality like, I don't care about these lesser tournaments. He's not going to have those thoughts anymore, maybe. And then he got a little bit of a media whiplash back when he talked crap about DJ and then DJ went on the run. So maybe he's a little bit motivated by that. We're looking at like a Magic Johnson, Larry Bird scenario here or something along the lines where these guys want to one up each other. He got his master's jacket. You think Brooks doesn't want to get his master's jacket. We're thinking Brooks is dead. I don't know. Uh, everybody's burying Brooks, but I've got him in the top five. So I think we're good. We've, I mean, he's, is he better than DJ? Is he better than Xander? Maybe. Yeah. I think he can definitely be. So I got him fifth. He's fun to watch when he's playing well. There's several tournaments this year he made look, well, I think Travelers it was, he made a couple 63s look like it was a walk in the park. So, but like I said, he's not in my top 10 at all. Uh, I, I would love for it. The game's better when he is. Uh, he's a big, he's a big uh, personality. Uh, yeah, good, good for golf whenever he is. My number five is also Rory. Um, just like with DJ, JV Rory is still a top 10 in the world. Uh, we, whenever he's, we, we still think probably Rory is uh, Rory's a game is still probably better than anybody's a game out there. So if we can find that on in some gorges, I mean, he, he's won what he won the U S open by 15 shots, you know, uh, one down in South Carolina at the PGA by a ton of shots. He's won the tour championship. So maybe we can get a Rory, a game Rory. It, it'd be good. Plus Ryder cup year as well. If we get fans back on the course, that'll definitely help him. I've already said my four, Xander. Uh, where's everybody on their four? I got Rory at four. Rory at four. Where you? Who you got number four, Joe? I got Rom at four. <clears throat> I got Rom at four. We're kind of kind of hitting that area where uh, I think we're we're in agreement with a lot of these guys. Maybe just a little bit different order. Right. Um, but I got but, Rom at three. Just I mean, in terms of credit, respect, he gets some of the least amongst these guys. Where I think that does make him angry and have that's why he's motivated i was going to also ask you guys do you remember when the motor or when the media was saying like he can never win he gets too angry and he has his uh, blow-ups all the time we haven't heard a lot about his attitude or his temper lately yeah i, I think he's made a conscious effort to kind of either change or control it better or um, got married yeah 
Yeah, and and I think nails control your anger when you get married. (laughs) (laughs) Or it gets worse for me. But no, do you think that if having a child, his child due soon? I think it's it's announced it, so I think it's got to be around like twenty weeks. I don't know. I I didn't look it up, but he's gonna have a baby at some point this spring. Is that gonna ruin him? Baby swag. Baby. Or is he gonna be helpful? I don't know, man. It's I feel like there, there's some of these narratives, the the off the course stuff that, I mean, yeah, we can we can speculate on it, but we don't really know. Um, and it's always like we we look back in hindsight, like if Rom comes out and has kind of an off year, we're gonna say, yeah, he had a baby, man. We, exactly. you know, it's understandable. Or if he comes out and has a good year, he's like, oh, we had a baby. It changed his changed his outlook. He's playing great now. Um, so I think it's easy to kind of look back in hindsight at all that stuff. So. I don't give a ton of weight to that. Um, what I do give a ton of weight to is, is how much his short games improved this year. I, I made a little note uh, last year. Rom was seventy uh, eighth in strokes gained around the green, and in twenty twenty he was twenty uh, fourth. So I, that that's the type of thing that that I'm more concerned about. And I feel like Rom's improving his game. We we think of him as kind of big strong bomber guy, um, but but he's really developing touch around the green and. Uh, he's got an excellent chance to win a major this year. So then where do you guys have Bryson? Mm-hmm. I got Bryson at three. Um, I got Bryson at three. Um, where you got him, Andrew? You know, I watched the draft last night, and it kind of changed my 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 uh, my opinions on it. I uh, I texted Joe about an hour before the draft. He, he drew the number three pill. And uh, I said, I said, Joe, is there any way at all that JT – or DJ drops to three. He said, zero chance, zero chance. Yeah. So then you're, then you're like, should I take Bryson? Am I taking? Yeah. And I said, well, Pump? here's the deal with Bryson. He plays almost every week. Mm-hmm. He fits the He gets a check box in that it, the doesn't have a family, right? And I mean, he's hungry. He's hungry to prove everybody wrong. He's hungry to grow different ways that we haven't even thought about. He's now, literally hungry. Yeah, literally, honey, nine, <laughs> nine chocolate milks a day. Uh, but, you know, I mean, and yeah, he might get on my nerves, but it's pretty impressive what what he did this past year. And we're going to see more of that. We're going to – he didn't, you know uh, – I want to see him at Torrey Pines hitting it 380 off the tee on a few of those par fives, you know. And, uh, you know, I just – I. I mean, like Pebble Beach. I mean, is he they going? You know, we there was courses that we didn't think would be an advantage, like up at Jack's place, and <coughs> being an advantage, we didn't think that the, he would hit one 411 yards on 18 around the corner. We didn't think that was possible, but he did. So I've got Bryson number two. Uh, yeah, so I picked him number two as well. I think we uh, we like seeing him. The attention he gets, he likes getting, and. It's fun to watch. And we've seen a little bit. I mean, we've seen a lot, actually, of him. But I don't think it's even begun. I think this is the beginning of seeing Bryson because I think this is going to be his season. He's figured out a bunch. Is is he solving golf? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Um, Because he has no friends. Like he said, he has no life. All he does is practice as hard as he – he just practices swinging as hard as he can. Like, so that helps his nine iron, too. So his nine iron goes 190 yards. Like everything helps swinging as hard as you can and doing that over and over. So I'm all in on Bryson. The only guy I have better than Bryson um, in the entire PGA tour is Justin Thomas. So 
Yeah, I, I think uh, I had Bryson at three. Um, I wouldn't argue with having him at two or four. Um, but I think it's going to be a little rockier than people think. Um, if you look back at Bryson's career, uh, even though it's a short career, there's there's already been a ton of peaks and valleys. Um, this is a guy that that's changed his style several times. Um, he came out as an amateur, uh, played great, and then went through a horrible, horrible streak where he missed like I don't remember like eight or ten cuts in a row, and then all of a sudden won, snapped out and won. Um, but we've seen him have some really low lows and some really high highs, and I, and I think that that's what we're going to continue to see. I think he's going to win multiple tournaments because he's going to have weeks where he just goes out there and, and things are working and he's bombing that thing out there. Um, kind well, of like and because he can putt too. Like he's one of yeah. the best putters. That's yeah, exactly. And, and there's going to be weeks that he has everything going, but I don't think the consistency is going to be there. Uh, maybe like some people feel um, because his irons aren't there. Um, I think he, he can have really hot putting weeks, like you said, Chad, but I think the, uh, the iron play is, is going to lead to some, some inconsistencies. Um, do you, maybe. do you rate a guy like Rory and Rom and the guys that have just done it top tens every single week? Do you, do you rate, do you rate that game better? This is the Rory has argued this in the media and on the interviews before, is that a better golfer than the guy that wins dead last wins? dead last like yeah in, in my opinion yes um i would prefer take the rom guy yeah i would take a i would take my opinion i rory mcelroy is a better golfer than bryson DeChambeau. um but I've, i'm ranking bryson higher just going into this this year we're focusing on this year in a vacuum um but i mean i think you're going to look back over time and rory's going to be proven to be the better player um, but I think Bryson's upside is just so massive and, and his ability to dominate tournaments uh, is is so impressive and worth so much. I mean, the, he's probably going to have two two tournaments this year where he wins in a walk, and it's not even close. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's definitely deserving of being at, at least number three for me this year. Yeah, I've, I've got Bryson at number two, uh, and I'll go back to my number three again. But at number two with Bryson is that what is lost on him is how good of a putter he is. The tournaments that he was finishing one, two, three there for several weeks in a row, what was it like eight weeks in a row he finished top three? He was like top three in putting for the week as well. And that gets lost on him. His iron game is definitely his weakest. Uh, but when the guy's hitting it 400 yards and top three in putting, I mean, he's going to be tough to beat, period. Especially on the PGA Tour where it's now like we've no, we know it's an advantage. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, these layouts are so geared towards – and that's that's why he's done this, guys. Um, he, he's smart. Um, I mean, he knows that. He he averaged over 322 yards off the tee last year. That's the longest in history uh, of the PGA Tour. Uh, when he won in Detroit, he averaged 350 off the tee. Um, that's that's the highest in in history for one single tournament. So he's doing this. He's made it made a concentrated effort to get longer um, because because like you guys said, that's the game now. Um, that's how you win. That's how you score. That's what these guys are facing almost every week. Not every week, but we're seeing it a ton. Uh, that bombing gouge does work. Um, so, yeah, man, Bryson, he, he's in for a huge year, I'm sure. Bryson DeChambeau, number two on my list. Um, number three on my list was DJ. I know we've already talked, touched on him, but uh, the most important, Tiger Woods' best statistic in his heyday was whole proximity. And the only person since that time period, to get close to what Tiger Woods was able to do was 
Well, there's actually been two. Justin, uh, Duff Daddy, and Dustin Johnson. So Dustin Johnson, whenever his whole proximity is, you know, four, eight feet better than second place, he's tough to beat. And that's why I said JV DJ is uh, still a top five player on tour. So that's my yeah, I, got, I got DJ at number two. And, and um, you could really make a case that he's number one. Yeah. Um, I, I hear what Chad's saying about maybe taking a step back. Um, but even if the guy takes a step back, you got to figure he's still going to win a couple tournaments, uh, compete in the majors. Um, his ability to play against the nationals is not going to change. Um, his ability to play in these WGC layouts where he's dominated isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, will his will his attitude change? It never has, not since he's been on tour. The guy turned pro in two thousand seven, and he's won every single year he's been a pro except for one year, and that was when he uh went away <laughs> we won't say where he went away to in 2014 um so yeah so man i i'm i'm huge on dj always been a dj truther um I love DJ, yeah. he should have more majors um but you know even if he takes a step back i, I still expect a, a very high level of play from dj this year yeah. well we keep his socks off the hardwood we're good <laughs> keep socks off the hardwood no, I get you. I know what you're saying, and I that's why it takes a little bit of a leap of faith to think that way of that DJ is going to pull the Rory of this year where Rory was unstoppable or even Brooks was unstoppable, and we thought, oh, my gosh. And then everybody solves golf at one point, and then they disappear for a little bit. So maybe yeah. that'll be the, that'll be DJ this year. I think it's easy to predict. I don't know. I think that there's more likelihood that he'll fall back. I mean, you know, obviously, that because he – he was the best golfer almost since the Tiger in the early 2000s person, you know, this year. So DJ has had great season. Does that continue? I don't know. He's got to be continue on an amazing run. So I think the more likelihood is that he does fall back and that the crown has been waiting for Justin Thomas to take. So I know Tiger wants him to take it. The tour probably does. This is his moment to take it before he does get ruined and gets married and has a kid and lives his life and then he becomes Ricky Fowler and he gets ruined and he can't do anything anymore and he speeds. But right now, JT, 2021, it's your year, buddy. It's hard to argue against JT, is right? Yeah, I've, I've got him at number one. I, I think just from the law of deduction, we've all got him at number one, right? Andrew, you got him at one, too? Yep, and I'll tell you why after you give your little – yeah. yeah man i i don't i don't think it takes a lot to figure out he he was so close uh and, and i think in jt's mind he's he walked away from 2020 thinking it was a um a failure a failure of a year because he didn't win a major yeah um so i, I feel like he's going to be hungry coming in this year um he ended up first in the pga tour in strokes game t to green he was 112th in strokes game putting and you have to feel like there's going to be some positive regression in that department. Uh, one, two times in, in the calendar year, lost in a playoff. Morikawa stole one from him. Uh, was in the mix multiple, multiple times uh, on Sundays coming down the stretch. Uh, continues to improve at Augusta. Uh, had his best career finish there. So, yeah, man, uh, like, like Chad said, it's kind of all just laid out there for him. Well, uh, I, will, I will argue against him. It's his driver that can get away from him. That happens sometimes. Maybe he is a little bit too competitive. He's a little anti-DJ where he cares too much. 
and that that gets in his head because this putter will let him down and then he reels and he gets mad for a few holes and or he's supposed to get an eagle on a hole and he ends up parring it and then it ruins him his mental psyche is a little bit fragile so yeah. is is it over is that enough to bump him down below bryson his mental no probably not maybe dj has that brain that's perfect for golf so he'll yeah I, and that's another thing i mean i think you brought his driver up causing him trouble and and i think a lot of people don't remember because of how the tournament ended up um bryson won it in such dominant fashion but jt was right there uh in the u.s open and he had a bizarrely bad third round um where he just sprayed his driver everywhere could not didn't seem to be able to hit it square um so yeah man i mean i think there's more issues there than just the putter um but but we're talking about a guy t to green that's just unbelievably excellent um when you watch him play his iron plays is is obviously different uh just just looking at it uh you can tell the guy's an amazing iron player um so i think that's probably the part of his game that's going to take him the farthest uh he just needs the the putter to cooperate a bit yeah i think uh one thing that uh, i see in d in jt is that he has the johnny miller factor uh and that's is that Johnny Miller was not afraid of anybody. And Johnny Miller went after every pin, every hole. And so whenever Johnny Miller was on, he won the tournament. Same thing with JT. I could also see the part about possibly uh, mentally getting in the way. Definitely his putter is his, is his biggest uh, falter. It always has been, you know. But, uh, I mean, golly. He's got some serious game. I think people, I think a lot of gol- good golfers struggle with wanting it too much. Like Rory went through this same thing a couple of years ago where he sought out help from a psychologist or whatever to like, what's the meaning of life? And does it really matter what my Wikipedia page says about me? And you have these like come to Jesus's about your, you know, you're almost 30. What am I doing with my life? I got millions of dollars, but does this really matter? And like maybe JT is going to have that epiphany this year or he's on his way there, I think maybe he's ready for that. And so I think others have fought through that and have come out and been great. So he could be amazing. And this is the Ryder Cup year in JT, we know. Can you imagine a Bryson JT versus Rahm and Rory? <laughs> yeah, we, we thought we were going to get that in the last few years with uh, with Brooks and DJ, but that really didn't work out. So Yeah, they're not even friends. Like They're not friends. Yeah, who knows what that whole deal is. So, yeah, Ryder Cup year. Um, I'm excited about that. We kind of missed out on that last year. Um, so, in saying that, what uh, Chad, who, who are you looking forward to the most? What tournament are you looking forward to the most of 2021? I mean, you know, we've had a month off. We went, you know, uh, 27, 28 straight weeks of golf. We've had a month off. Now we're getting ready to go into about 40 straight weeks of golf. So who, what term are you looking forward to the most coming up and why? Uh, well, the fifth major, um, obviously Minneapolis is own 3M open. Now this year <laughs> we are highlighted folks. We are sandwiched between the open championship and the Olympics. So we will, will not be forgotten about. We'll be showcased obviously so that's the tournament it's up the road 30 minutes from my house and i love it it's in blaine minnesota i live in bloomington um very 
I haven't played the course, but it's pretty course it's on TV. The TPC Twin Cities, the 3M Open. 3M is a big company here in Minneapolis. We've got some Fortune 500 companies, Best Buy. Uh, uh, yeah, some other ones. I'm a little tipsy. But at the same time, we've got some companies here in 3M. They sponsor that thing, and it's a great tournament. It's fun. And hopefully I'll be able to get out there and actually see it because, uh, you know, COVID. But, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Richie, Richie win it. Risky Wolinski. No, it was uh, it was that Michael Thompson fella. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Who yeah. get that? Is that uh, is that as cool uh, as Matt Wolf this this year? Is that spot on the schedule going to hurt the turnout, Chad? Uh, you know, I don't know because I'm actually comfortable with the turnout that it gets because we get the like up and coming guys. We don't have yeah. you know to cater to these big names and then care about them that so. was the uh that was the turn that's turned with the reachable par five on 18 with the water in front of it yes and sir dj made a 14 on it or something and quit yeah was that- yeah and we remember joe we had him like uh 80 on that week or something yeah know? and a couple a couple of years ago it came down to it came down to morikawa bryson and and wolf um yeah. and and wolf made like a yeah wolf made yeah, like an wolf 80 made that 20 footer from on the fringe yeah, and Bryson's in the like sitting there, like, oh, what? Yeah, it's great. So, what are you looking forward to, Joe? Um, outside of the majors, I mean, obviously the the U.S. Open and the Masters is always my number one on my my calendar. But outside of those, man, I really love uh, I really love the Heritage um, at Harbor Town. Uh, it's just always kind of been a favorite. Um, and in Hilton Head, we vac- vacationed over there when I was a kid um, for several summers and. So man, I just always love the vibe over there. It's real laid back. The course is different um, than we, than we see anywhere else. Um, so I just always look forward to uh, to Harbor Town. I like that one. That's uh, that's probably the probably the course that Knoxville we know the most about. You know, just being five and a half hours away. Uh, I'm looking forward to the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines this year, and the reason is that's probably that's the only uh, major championship course I've ever played. Uh, played there a few years back. Um, and you know it's already given us plenty of great finishes just on regular events seeing good fields there plus who can forget the 2008 us open uh and how different it is when a majors played versus the regular tour event you know so uh it's a great golf course too i mean it's unbelievable um who's gonna win rom rom jumps to mind or xander rom jumps to mind just because he's played so well there Probably Tony Finau. Yeah, Xander. Xander's not played well there, even though he's from he's he's right. from there. he's from San Diego. But I don't think he's ever played well at Tory. No, I told, yeah, I told, or Morikawa win it. I told Chad, appreciate it uh, coming over from Fantasy Golf Podcast and the Preferred Lines Podcast. Uh, appreciate. You can follow us on uh, iTunes or YouTube, and then you can do that on Twitter too at the Fantasy Golf Pod. I'm Edina Realchi. Uh, you can buy a house for me if you're from Minnesota or um, you can follow us, you know, weekly doing those things. There you go. There you go. All right, man. Good talk to you. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, let's, get it. let's get it going. Already here, three in the lake. It's gonna dry.